Tim Crockford, lead of the Regnan Equity Impact Solutions team, explain exactly what impact investing is. Sure. So impact investing is ultimately um, a form of investing where your that your investments are going towards companies that can solve problems, specifically problems relating to some of the, the, the major environmental or some of the major social challenges that we face globally. So the, the idea behind the concept is if you can finance the companies that are trying to solve these challenges, ultimately, these companies are able to come up with some pretty innovative and unique solutions for this set of problems, which of course is getting increasingly urgent to solve. So why are we hearing so much more about it now than say two years ago, let alone five years ago? Yeah, good question. I mean, there are multiple catalysts probably, I think uh, not least, of course, the uh, the COVID crisis we've all been facing over the last, uh, the last 18 months, tw- 24 months or so, has uh, has brought to light the effect of human activity uh, and human economic activity, uh, and of course, what what the, the cessation of that, albeit temporarily, can do uh, in terms of the world. But I think more generally, uh, you know, we we've got a number of underlying challenges which has which have sort of been snowballing over the last sort of five, ten years or so, and probably accelerating more recently that are now getting to the stage that we can no longer procrastinate them. We can no longer delay trying to address them. Okay. So what are the sectors or geographies where impact investing is most likely to play its greatest role? It's it's broad. It's it's really across the board. And I think, you know, the, the UN Sustainable Development Goals, when they were released back in 2015, really brought to light how some of the sustainability challenges that we face, you know, we tend to think of sustainability challenges as something for, you know, the 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 more remote corners of the earth, perhaps, and, uh, you know, relating to things that are, you know, either uh, either in, in developing regions or frontier yep. regions, or perhaps, of course, you know, things like uh, global warming, of course, which happens beyond the context of, uh, of the, uh, the place we, we inhabit daily. Uh, you know, so I think, I think the interesting thing about the UN Sustainable Development Goals, they brought to light to what extent some of the, these challenges are much closer to home to us. Um, you know, so of course, in, in geographically, you have issues like, uh, you know, extreme poverty and, and, and in, improving social mobility, which are typically, you know, challenges faced by some of the less developed nations uh, worldwide. But then if you look at challenges that we face perhaps around waste and waste management, uh, challenges that we face with respect to water. You know, of course, one of the vital commodities for uh, us, our, our general uh, growth, you know, whether you're talking about uh, developing nations or indeed some of the most developed and mature countries. So I think ultimately the what's increasingly changed as well over the last few years is that the, is this view that some of these major sustainability challenges are much closer to home. In some ways, that must make them more investable. Yes, absolutely. I think, you know, we've been talking a lot this year about, you know, water as, as in particular as, as one of the major issues that needs to be addressed sooner rather than later. And, you know, for example, if you look at, um, you know, the, the scope of, of, of where the investments that you can, you know, you can make a difference with uh, are in, you know, 
when it comes to water transmission, when it comes to water infrastructure, the biggest problem is in the most developed of nations, places like mm. the US, places like the UK, you know, um, and, and of course, places like Australia, where you have water infrastructure that's been, uh, you know, that's aged so much, that's been in the ground for so many years. And of course, is facing is facing challenges, you know, like, for example, just uh, leaking. You know, if you look yep. at the US, there is this, this massive problem you you have where, you know, the, the, the US grid system, the water grid system loses uh, the equivalent of 400 million, uh, 4 million Olympic sized swimming pools worth of water every year just through infrastructure leakage. You know, so one of the challenges there is just, for lack of a better term, plugging the gap over here, plugging mm. the holes, uh, and 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 stopping that uh, that massive loss of water, which would otherwise be potable and otherwise be you know going to more productive uh, uses. Um, you know, so that is a good example, perhaps, of something that is a, a challenge that is uh, being met by companies that are investable in places like the US. Yeah. So if I'm thinking about invest, uh, impact investing in terms of portfolio construction, it's not really a discrete part of my portfolio. It's more tied to the different asset classes, for example, that I want to invest in. Is that how I should think about it? That's what we think. You know, we we don't see this as something that, that, that you know, should be um, a niche, if you like, or, 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 or something that is, you know, somewhat of a um, uh, sort of cherry picking, uh, mm. you know, cherry on the cake sort of area of, of, of people's portfolios. And I think what we've found is that the vast majority of our clients, and we built up a, a decent client base over the years, the vast majority of our clients tend to not have a, uh, you know, a specific allocation for sustainable or impact equity. I think the vast majority of our clients will place us in their, in their you know, their broader global equity allocations and of course you know ultimately the fund we are running is a global equity fund um so i think i think that's one thing we find and i think our clients like that because what they find is given the you know the differentiated collection of of equities that they get with our portfolio what it means for them when they put our portfolio together with their other global equity managers is that they get, you know, in us they get a, a great diversifier. You know, they get they get access yeah. to a collection of companies and stocks which otherwise wouldn't typically be in your average global equity fund. So I think you know, there's a sort of have your cake and eat it approach that's being taken by a lot of of uh, our investors, where they're seeing an opportunity to get, you know, on one hand, exposure to some of these themes and exposure to you know, just wanting to, to to allocate more of their their portfolios towards sustainable and impact, but at the other hand, you know, from a construction point of view, they're getting a nice diversifier and a differentiated collection of companies which they otherwise wouldn't be investing in. Okay, and just finally, we're five weeks away from the twenty sixth United Nations Climate Change Conference in Glasgow. That's at the beginning of November. Does what sort of difference does a conference like that? make to investing does it matter it it does i think at the margin it's 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 definitely something that you know incrementally is 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 just another cap, catalyst towards bringing uh you know the huge financing gap that needs to be plugged to light 
you know, a lot of a lot of this is all about raising awareness of just how much um, how much funding is required to solve some of these environmental as well as social challenges. Uh, so obviously, from an environmental point of view, COP is going to be very helpful towards bringing the financing need to light. Um, but I think what's more, you know, what we are uh, sort of more more likely to be doing around that time is. You know, making a little bit of noise, not just about the problem aspect, but about the solutions, you know, because of course, from an investment point of view, the flip side of the coin is that this is a massive investment opportunity for those investors who are willing to get ahead of the curve. This is a massive investment opportunity for those investors who, you know, can see that this gap in financing exists. And those early players, those those investors that are early to the party, if you like, are going to be well rewarded, you know, for, for for making that jump. So I think for us, it is an opportunity for, you know, on one hand to bring, uh, you know, the, the, the challenge and the problems to light. But, you know, for us, it, it, we'll be making more noise about some of the solutions that exist and, and the opportunity side of things. Tim, thank you for talking to The Point. Thank you very much. That was Tim Crockford, lead of the Regnan Equity Impact Solutions team. 